Hello, and welcome to the Freedom Cats podcast. I'm your host, Chris Black, but along with me, he he is like a box of chocolates, because he's eating a box of chocolates. It's Jody Claypool. And to my left, he is not a smart man, but he knows what love is. It's Stephen King. Hey. 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 We are the Freedom Cats. Meow. Uh, as you may or may not know, the Freedom Cats is a content club podcast. The purpose of our group is one of us brings a piece of content that tells our story. It's something that we care about, something that we, we want to share with our friends. And then we talk about it, we discuss it. And then we, at the end, we vote of whether or not it is worth going on the shelf. We, our- we tell our friends whether or not their tastes are good or not. That is the Freedom Cats some foreshadowing. That's the some foreshadowing coming on here. So you said content club. Yeah. When we started this out, it was a book club. Well, it is a book. club. I mean, it's a book club, but we haven't read a book yet. I don't think we're bringing a book, but I no. somebody I don't, may I don't read day. things. Yeah, somebody, read things. you're going to bring a manga. Yeah, one day, be a and manga I'm just leaving. Anything. I'm just leaving that window open for you to be able to because, like last week, Stefan brought into the wild the. Movie didn't make it in, right? But the soundtrack did. Yes. So now we are, uh, we have multiple media in the Freedom Cats library. We've got movies and one soundtrack. I think we should leave it book club and just never ever introduce a book. We bring <laughs> cartoons and music. So it's it's sort of like a uh, random, a, like a remember those old uh, soundtracks of nature that you could go test over at Meyer. They have yeah. like the buttons. So we could put some of those in there. And then it, then it, that, I like that. And then it could be almost like a Sam and Diane kind of a thing. Like, will they ever like, we just tease Will they ever do a book? And then we finally do a book one. Wow. A cheers reference. How many people are going to get that? And the book is <laughs> the same up. people, the same amount of people that recognize that uh, Jenny had AIDS in this movie. Like, cause they're, if you're like 20 or younger, I oh, catch, I don't think you catch that. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, you got to think it's a completely other thing. Wow, we'll get we'll get to that. This is so. This is the book club, and Jody, it is your pick. So, Jody, what would you bring to us this morning, bud? Oh yeah, I brought Forrest Gump. I brought Forrest Gump. So, Forrest Gump is a nineteen ninety four American comedy drama film. Directed by Robert Zemeckis and written by Eric Roth. is based on the 1986 novel of the same name by Winston Groom and stars Tom Hanks, Robin Wright, who you will probably remember from our previous film, Princess Bride. As you wish. I, I hope that Forrest would say that in this movie. That would be a nice little... Anyway, uh, Gary Sinise, uh, McKelty Williamson, Bubba, as if people don't know who that... Don't recognize that name. And Sally Field. The story depicts several decades in the life of Forrest Gump, a slow-witted, kind-hearted man from Alabama who decade or uh, who witnesses and unwittingly influences several defining historical events in the 20th century United States. The film differs substantially from the novel. Uh, I'm not going to go through the plot. I'm not going to go through any of this other crap. And we'll just kick it off with that. <laughs> I'm not going to go through the plot. Nah, no, no, no. It's too twisty-windy. It's it's a good movie. Um, you and I kind of, we previously were talking about this. We took away the same general theme from it. It's a very entertaining movie. I I liked how they 
started it and closed it with the feather and everything in between. It is a rollicking jaunt through Boomer America. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, This movie is made for those who, like, are old enough to have been a part of the 60s, but maybe don't remember the 60s. And it presents the, I think it presents that exper- the the whole that whole life experience and very much in the pre wrapped mm-hmm. sort of the Wonder Years version of those things um, up to like I don't know everything's just I know, everything's very hallmark cl- yeah it's, har- it's hallmark it's cliche yeah, in the movie right. I mean like it goes to Vietnam right and it's like. All right, if you have a character who's about to go to Vietnam, you and you're cut to Vietnam, what song do you play? Buffalo what's the Springfield, of course. Yeah, what's the what's the Vietnam? Right. Oh, we're gonna play it right now. Oh, oh, all along the watchtower. Yep, we're gonna play all along the watchtower. Why? Because we're in Vietnam and that's all anyone ever listened to, right? right? Um it's uh of course yeah, it, the the movie itself is yeah, it's. I mean, so it is definitely a can be from one perspective be viewed as I think a, a love letter to to it's a boomer jerk off session is really what it is. I mean, it just is just hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. I mean, holy smokes, man. Yeah, it's a commercial for Russell Stovers, and it's a boomer jerk off fest. Um, it's it. Yeah, uh, Stephen, what did you what did you think of uh, Forrest Gump? Well, I I went a totally different direction this week, and uh, actually did the audio book of the of the book itself. It does very significantly. Um, very different for the movie. I rewatched it again after listening to the book and it's a very much, very different, very much condensed picture of who Forrest is. Um, I thought having just done the book movie thing that, uh, Forrest was much more of just a bumbling idiot that falls into stuff in the movie versus in the book. I mean, in the book, he's a idiot savant, mathematician, like all that stuff. And so I, I took a little bit different view of the movie this time, having done the book right before it. Forrest's, let's start with Forrest. Um, he, leaning, remembering, remember our Tropic Thunder discussion, right? And yeah. the discussion of how you can depict a disability in film. Forrest falls into, I guess what I maybe like sort of like the magical dunce column. Like he's not disabled, right? But he's got this sort of magic about him. Like he doesn't get, he doesn't understand this world of ours because he sees it from such a simplistic view. He's not disabled in any way. Like he's, he obviously has great athletic strength and abilities. Um, but, I think there are questions about, again, going back to Tropic Thunder. Like, this isn't a movie like, he's not radio. Remember that movie Radio with, uh, yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr.? He's not, this isn't, he's not the guy from Sling Blade. He's not Sean Penn in um, Simple Sam, or I Am Sam. I Am Sam. No, Simple Jack. And he's not not (laughs) Simple Jack Jack, from (laughs) Tropic Thunder, right? right? It's not depicted that way. It's, and I think that, for certain scenes in the movie, it's important that that's important that he's not. You know um, what Stefan was saying actually makes the character better. Oh, I agree. Yeah, if they 100%. would have if they would have presented him as an idiot savant, somebody with uh, incredible intellectual 
capacity but poor interpersonal skills, that would have made his character so much more complex and interesting. But is complexity what you want from this character? Right. I mean, is it the it whole shtick like... It would have made it more enriching film for that's, me personally. That's a movie shtick. Yeah. I mean, that, that allows that, like, boomer jerk-off section. Because yeah, he true. just falls into all these, like, happenings of well, like, that's that what, I mean, you can It look takes at the film into mental candy. So it's, the film just loses any, any of that deep-rooted character development. But it makes it so much easier to watch. You can watch it brainlessly, right? Yeah. Well, always. okay, but then the other, the other side of the way to look at this is this. Like, the movie's very satir- satirical. Incredibly satirical. Like the movie, really, and you can obviously you can look at it and say that, well, to remember these times fondly, you have to be an idiot. The only person who has a good time through the '60s in this movie, and if it is Forrest Gump, the idiot, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jenny is destroyed by this era. Lieutenant Dan is destroyed by this era. Bubba literally dies. Um, Everyone else has an incredibly difficult period time in this movie. Everyone else in the movie has an incredibly difficult. The one person who remembers everything so fondly loves loves the army. Vietnam was an all right time for him. Um, it's Forrest Gump, who's this moron. He's this idiot. Mm-hmm. He's the only one who remembers it fondly. What do you think of that? What if? It, what about that? What if you don't? Yeah, hundred percent. Well, so. There's a, I like the character from the stand, I like that character dynamic. I like the fact that it's his simple way of viewing everything from the positive standpoint that makes him a a distinct contrast to everybody else who considers themselves so smart. He's just kind of that, I'm going to keep working, you know, do the next thing kind of guy, and it propels him forward in his journey and helps him be that perpetual success. Yeah. And the running scene is a perfect example. He didn't know why he did it. He just started doing it. Before you knew it, people were just following him because he represented hope. He represented somebody who wasn't going to stop because he didn't want to. He just wanted to keep going and for no reason just run. So I like that. I mean, I like that. That, But it's very hallmarky, right? It's that kind of ultra-positive message, ultra-positive spin on, on everything, and it doesn't really take any time to kind of look at the that particular I like the scene when the he's his mom takes Forreston to the doctor and the doctor's getting ready to put those uh leg braces on mm-hmm. he's just smoking away right I like that scene I was like yeah because there was a whole era there where everybody thought smoking actually either made you healthy or it just was you know made you cool and everybody could do it anytime anywhere. doctors did smoking commercials I know so that that to me is kind of a that was a good place to put that that obese smoking doctor character was at the very beginning right so and he was still alive when jenny was getting her diagnosis at the end too right which is kind of also pretty kind of comical you kind of like the whole hallmark thing uh you kind of hit on something that i just just looked up that like early 90s movie like this is a, a microchasm of early nineties, like that, like this nineteen ninety four. Uh, the movies that came out at that time were very much, um, well, like Clueless came out in ninety five, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire ninety three, uh, Toy Story ninety five. Pulp Fiction doesn't fit the mold in ninety four, 
But then you got Groundhog Day 93, Sandlot 93, Shawshank Redemption 94. Um, all these that I'm just like scrolling through briefly, like nostalgia jaunts. Yeah, right. The, the era of nostalgia jaunts, apparently. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is so if it's the 90s, right? Everyone who grew up in the 60s is now in a place where they're making the they're making their own art. They're producing their own art. That's actually getting seen at a mainstream place, right? Like, I mean, Zemeckis, obviously, I mean, um, at this point, Zemeckis is, he can do whatever he wants when he, by the point he makes Forrest Gump, right? He's got the Back to the Future movies and uh, Back to the Future. There you go. Another, hey, mm -hmm. a reimagining of the world that was his, that he, uh, it, you know, Back to the Future is a very uh, saccharine view of 1950s America. Mm -hmm. It's no, no surprise that he's also the guy to do Forrest Gump. Um, Man, a lot of powerhouses, though. Holy smokes. This is Hanks at his absolute greatest, though, in terms of power, in terms of what he... Here's, here's, here's Hanks' run coming out of the... Leading into this and then moving forward. League of Their Own, 92. Sleepless in Seattle, 93. Philadelphia, 93. Forrest Gump, Apollo 13. Toy Story, That Thing You Do. Saving Private Ryan. You've Got Mail, Green Mile, Toy Story 2, Castaway... Catch me if you can. Every single one of those movies, except for Philadelphia, hits a hundred million dollars at the box office. Oh domestic. yeah, yeah. He is a walking he is, money printing machine. Yep. He is as steady money as you're ever going to get at that point. You put Tom. I mean, he is. He's Jimmy Stewart. He's whoever you. I mean, whatever. I don't know what the comp. Whatever. What the comp is. Is there a Tom Hanks comp right now? So well, we. This goes back to that conversation we had again, where it's like, is anybody a draw that much of a draw? You know, in various different things, I'd say probably Ryan Reynolds is probably yeah, in the last decade the closest to him because he does the romantic still, comedy, he does the, the action stuff, he does you know that all that other stuff, the hero the, stuff. He's the worst. Uh, I, I'm what? just saying he's the worst. Oh, I love Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Ryan Ryan Reynolds yeah, myself. I, I get it. I get yeah. it. He's not bad. It's just there's it's it's. Man, it's take it or leave it, though. I mean, there's uh, you either love like I love him, and what's the one with Sandra Bullock? Uh, and proposal, he was great in that. Yeah. Deadpool, he's great in those. There you go, Deadpool. But then there's stuff like like Free Guy was it was good. Shut your mouth, <laughs> it was good. It was exactly what it should have been. Free Guy was absolutely horrendous. No, that, there, it was good. Free Guy was a should have been a three minute YouTube clip. That was not a movie. So this is the world, but that's exactly he hit the mark on the demographic that you're would not going to talk him. to me about that. No, 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 <laughs> I'm no, you. no I'm this is you. not going to turn into no freak. No, man, free guy's really deep. Actually, you're just missing it. No, no, free guy was awful, awful. It was the worst bit of like, hey, hey, wink, wink, fan service kind of stuff. He was hitting all. He it was fan service. He was hitting all the people that like to watch those little. TikToky well, kind of clips and watch video games. That's, what was that that's other video game yeah. movie that came out not long? Uh, Ready ago. Player One. No, the VR one. that was more serious. The Adam Sandler one. Was it the pix Pixels? Pixels. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Free Guy. I just needed to be almost as good as the hot garbage that <laughs> Pixels was. I didn't see Pixels, so I don't know what that is. It's an Adam Sandler movie where Adam uh, Sandler post Fifty Dates movie that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. So it's video garbage. games come alive. So like, yeah, it's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Hanks is just absolutely. Um, I don't know though. Is he good in this? He won the Oscar for it. He was he was 
that he was the best actor. He in was no Billy. He's no Billy Bob Thornton, right? Who are you comparing? When you say good, what are you talking about? Like who like are you comparing as a performance? Like I mean, Freedom Cats is brought to you by JC Innovations. We provide engineering services for medical device development and defense. It's also brought to you by Tippy River Adventures. Want to get on the Tippy River and enjoy the water with your friends and family? Come out, check us out, have some fun. Is Tom Hanks good in this movie? Uh, I would say he he shouldn't have gotten an award. He he it was painted with the wide brush, but what they gave him was not something. That Here he he here's who he beat out. He beat out Daniel Day Lewis in in the name of the Father. That was a good one. You ever see that one? It's like the guy who starts the IRA. Daniel Day Lewis, he's so it's good. another country. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne for what's love got to do with it, right? Okay, Anthony Hopkins remains of the day. He beat Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony Hopkins, sir. and Liam Neeson for Schindler's List. You're kidding me? Yeah. Oh my god. No, he should not. Have oh won wait, it. you know what? I'm sorry. That was no. from Philadelphia. That was that was the okay. year before. <laughs> that was the year before. Because I'm sorry. Well, but that's the thing. Tom Hanks went back to back. He got back to back Best Actors. He got one for he got it for Philadelphia. But he wasn't beating Anthony Hopkins and Liam Neeson. And no. Well, here's who he beat in. Okay, here's who he beat in '95. Hold on. All right. Keep talking. So <laughs> the the movie isn't I think it was All right, now I'm ready. All right, go for it. <laughs> hey, hey so Jody, start talking so I can cut you <laughs> off. Okay, look look who he, listen to who he beat. Listen to listen to who he beat in 95. Okay, so Tom Hanks wins for Forrest Gump. He beats Morgan Freeman for Shawshank. No, he didn't. Nigel Hawthorne for right. The Madness of King George. Nobody nobody, nobody saw cares. that. Yeah. Paul Newman for Nobody's Fool. Which would have been like the last, like Paul Newman, like right. you know, that's the one that they're like, okay, hey, Paul, yeah. thanks for everything. Here's your last Oscar, and thank you for the uh, the dressing. And we would have done that except for Tom Hanks is here. Yeah, and then John Travolta for Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Whoa! Well, John Travolta wasn't he wasn't as acting goes, he wasn't that great. Was Pulp he Fiction. any better than Tom Hanks in this movie though? Because okay, there's that the was one Morgan scene. Freeman should have won that. Hands Morgan, down. right? Yeah. I think that's the one that sticks with you. Yeah, like um, but so Hanks has the one scene where he wants to know if Little Forest is smart or like him, and like he puts his hand on his right. chest and he starts like I can't even talk about it right now, but like. That that's a very compelling. I mean, that's that that's the scene that they put up on the clip when they're like, yeah, "Our right. nominees yeah. are Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump." They're showing the "Is he like me?" Yeah. Like that's the scene. But other than that, I mean, it's a lot of blank staring. You, you didn't get the oh, Bubba but no, it didn't hit uh, didn't hit the waterworks. Which one? When he goes oh, Bubba but no, he pulls the, the fern off of Bubba, oh. and his guts are hanging out. Uh, this film also, God, sorry, geez, okay. uh, his uh, film also won Best Picture. I mean, it won. I mean, it, it of was, course, yeah. And it beat out uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral, yeah, Pulp Fiction, mm. Quiz Show, and Shawshank. Yeah, is of those five is is Forrest Gump the best of those five? No, no. no I would have gone either Pulp Fiction or Shawshank, and probably Shawshank. Shawshank is yeah, a, it's art. I think Pulp Fiction's probably the most um, influential of those five movies. Yeah, unless you're talking about lines. 
Talking about quotable lines? No, I mean, like, more people, like, saw Pulp Fiction and said, I can make movies like this. I want to be, a, I want to make movies. Like, that kind oh, of influential. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, yeah. Like, I th- yeah. Pulp Fiction, like, you're buying a $65 VHS version of Pulp Fiction. You know who should have won best uh, actor in this? Is Haley Joel Osment. As a little kid, man, he killed it in this role. Well, if if for if Tom Hanks got an Oscar for what he did in this movie, sure, give one to the kid. Yeah, give him a little one. Here you go. Um, you get one. Too. Yeah, you get you get a little one. Um, one thing we also came to my mind of when I was watching this is like the I feel like this movie has a shelf life on it that is running out. And by that, I mean, like, oh, so our parents grew up in the periods, and we kind of did, too, that are depicted in this movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, for instance, there's just more touch points in this movie that I think are going to be less and less recognizable, and the po- movie's going to be less powerful as the as generations go on because it's so referential to certain things. Like how she picked up a corded phone. No, well, I mean, there's no, there's there's always that kind of stuff though in these, right? Yeah. But like, all right, so Jenny, in the movie, Jenny has a mystery illness, right? Doctors don't know what it is, but I'm dying, mm-hmm. you know. When I'm watching, when you're watching this movie in 1994, it's obviously COVID. You know exactly yeah. what yeah. Jenny has. It's COVID, right? <laughs> No, I mean, you're watching yeah, this right. movie in 94, 95, you know, you, you know it. You understand what the wink is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now, Magic Johnson messed that up for everybody. Like, you don't, <laughs> like, associate. It's not the de- It's not a death sentence any longer. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And so, and that's just one thing. But I just think that, like, there's, <laughs> it's so heavy-handed with stuff, too. I mean, with these references. Like, the the whole Watergate one. Mm-hmm. Where he goes to meet, I met the president again, and he meets the president, and Nixon says, where are you staying? You know, because he knows a good hotel. And so then he puts him in the water gate, and then there's people breaking in, and Forrest calls in, and then, there, then there's that pan, as if you don't get it yet, what's yeah. going on. Then they pan over, and there's the letterhead that says the Watergate Hotel, as if to just make sure last yeah. one one more time that you understand the you understand the joke. Um, well, and they double down on it during the run. Obviously, mm-hmm. it becomes a cartoon during his run, right? Right, because the guy's running along with the bumper stickers in his hand. He's like, I'm struggling with bumper stickers, and he steps in a pile of dog shit, and he's like. Oh man, you just stepped in a pile of dog shit. He's like, it happens. He's like, what? Shit, right? And then he gets splashed in the face. <laughs> that actually made me laugh. Have a nice day. Yeah, yeah. That they made do. me laugh How because does... because it was a it was like the little perfect circle yeah. with the little perfect smile. I was yeah. like, that's funny. Come on, yeah, that's a funny. How does nobody know who Forrest is? Like when they do the run thing, why is it not you know five time all Amer- Alabama all American? Vietnam Congressional Medal of Honor winner Forrest Gump is ping pong champion. Yeah, ping pong champion Forrest Gump is run like no one knows who he is. Yeah, he does all of these amazing things, but there's never he's kind of like Homer in The Simpsons. Homer's supposed to be like this everyday guy who works at a nuclear power plant, but like Homer won a Grammy in one episode. <laughs> like Homer. <laughs> Like, I mean, there's this like there's there's this thing about him that I, I 
I always found that interesting. I, on this last rewatch, I was I found that interesting that there's still the world doesn't recognize Forrest Gump, no matter all of these incredible achievements. Yeah, no matter how many times he visits presidents and whatnot. Yeah. So I think, I mean, do you agree with that, though, the idea that this movie is less going to, that it has a shelf life that's expiring? Yeah, because at a certain point, you have to become a student of history to to be able to understand those those things that happen. I mean, we're talking 50 years ago now. Yeah, I think what ends up happening is the lens the viewer has watching this changes from somebody who can relate to those activities to somebody who looks at those activities and says, what the heck does that mean? And they have to go back and look at it. And this is where you become the student of history. This is mm-hmm. what Stefan's talking about. But, and that, I, I'm not going to say that's a bad thing. I watched that uh, TV series, uh, Them. It was uh, about the you know Great Migration and everything. And there were things that happened in that series that I was like, wait a second. What I, I don't know about this. So I started doing research on it. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, this... This thing uh, really happened. You know, this was a real thing. Uh, so it might be a good thing for current and future generations. Like, they'll they'll start watching this in history class and be like, oh, this is what happened then and this is what happened then. Which is why it's, it's, a, um, it's a hallmark version of everything. So hopefully it's just a, hey, students, this is a hallmark version of everything. Now we've got to go learn what really happened. Sure. Right? Yeah. Not, this is what happened, you know. This is this yeah. is how we're going to rewrite history is with Forrest Gump. <laughs> Look, yeah, it's funny though because I remember. I think I remember this being because it had been a while since I'd seen it, but I watched it, you know, for the episode. And it's you talk about like watching a school stuff. It's not the family movie that I remembered. Why? Tell me why. Well, I mean, there's just I mean, <clears throat> there's there, some pretty serious stuff in there. Yeah, there's. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, it deals with really serious topics. And then there's, I mean, there's other things too, like you know, the scene in Jenny's uh, dorm room. Like, the, mm-hmm. like I would literally, I because I do like this family movie night with my kids. The way I remember this movie, I would probably this would have been on the list of we'll fire this up in a year or two kind well, of thing. When I was rewatching, I actually talked to my wife. I was like, "Do you think this is appropriate?" Like, if in my memory. I'm like, yeah, it's a fun little jaunt. And then I go and watch it last night. I'm like, oh, wow, there's some pretty heavy stuff in this. Yeah. I'm not even thinking. Because I think you do. I do have this real saccharine, sweet mm-hmm. like memory of it. Then you watch it. And then that's when I start thinking, like, wow, well, I don't know. What is this movie saying? What is, it, is it say, what is it saying about America? What is it saying about what it means to be an American, like, at this point? Like, is it, as it takes us through this latter half of the of the 20th century what does it say what is it trying to say and i don't i think it's i don't think it's it's not as sweet as i remember and it's deeper than i remember but it's also i think it's conflicted i don't know what this movie wants wants it to be because i think it wants to be a hallmark hey weren't the 60s cool thing but it also again the one guy who feels that way is the idiot Right, yeah. And, and that's, so, not, that's not by act. See, I don't think it's, I think you, you guys open this up saying you wish he was smarter. I don't, I don't, I think don't, I don't think that's by accident. I don't think it's by accident that he's left to be a complete idiot, whereas in the book, mm-hmm. he's a much more complex character. I think it's trying to say something with that. Like you have to be an idiot to think these things were good, these periods of time were good. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, in the book, actually, like he gets asked about Vietnam all the time. 
And his answer every time was, it's shit. Um, you know, and he, he threw his Medal of Honor. You know, when they, they had him up on the mall and in the book, they had a bunch of people throwing their medals. And he threw his medal so hard that he hit the, I want to say, um, like the uh, scribe or whatever of the Senate in the head with it and was going to get 10 years until they found out he was good at math and also a physical specimen, and he went into space instead. But, I mean, it, this is a thing where he was pissed off about the war uh, like everybody else was. And, again, they, it wasn't that they found out he was five-time All-American Forrest Gump, who, like, you know, they had no idea who he was. Uh, no, they had heard of him. Okay. Yeah, a lot. this is different in the yeah. book, too. Like, everybody's heard of him, um, and... You know how, like, how much of a physical specimen he is. Very different than mm-hmm. Tom Hanks. He's like six six two fifty in the book, um, and then you know he goes through a year at Alabama, and gets kicked out in the book. He failed phys ed because he didn't care about what the dimensions of a soccer goal are, but he was in like grad level physics classes and acing them in the book. Hmm. So a lot, there's a lot more to Forrest in the book than there is in the movie. This might be one of those films that if they redid it, they could redo it more aligned to the book. And okay, so oh, okay, so would, now if they redo the movie, questions are are they going to use Kurt Russell for Elvis's voice again? Well, but if they redo it though, don't they have to do like Forrest Gump is born in 1980, and you do you go the other way? Freedom Cats is brought to you by 24-7 Cars. Are you looking for an affordable vehicle that you'll love? Then come see us at 24-7 Cars. With two locations to serve you in Laurel and Bluffton, you'll find what you're looking for at 24-7 Cars. Well, they so instead of for it, a while about Forrest Gump 2. Well, about well, his they, son. No, Forrest Gump 2 uh, script was written. I found that in the research. Script Did was you? written uh, by the same guy, uh, uh, Tim Roth. Eric Roth. Eric Roth. Yeah. Eric Roth wrote a screenplay, was ready to go, submitted it on September 9th, 2001. Haley Joel Osmond was on fire at that moment. Um, Sixth Sense had just come out. They were like, he was the kid. They had him locked in. Yeah, let's go. Turns in, turns in the script for Forrest Gump 2 on September 9th, 2001. 9-11 happens. Few days after that, they kind of call come to realization that you know, well, maybe this stuff isn't this. This is just a bad idea. So I think there was whatever was in that script, maybe it dealt with what I'm kind of talking about, right? So yeah. Forrest Gump's kid went to Afghanistan or some stuff like yeah, that, right. maybe. Where anyway, they nine eleven killed Forrest Gump too. Well, Elvis wasn't in the book. Neither were the leg braces. A lot of the kid stuff got changed. Oh, okay. Um, but if you're remaking this movie, do you still put it in the 50s from like 50 to 80? Or do you go 80 to the 2000s? If I was remaking it, I would I would remake it according more aligned to what the book sounds like it was. I would I would skip the 80 to the 2000s. I would probably start at 2000 and on. Um, you know, maybe the kid is born in the 80s. And then, you know, you. You go into the 2000s and you've got, you know, the wars on two fronts and, you know, the terrorism and all that type of stuff. The, the thing is, about the movie is that it deals with a lot of heavy stuff in a lighthearted manner almost. 
Um, and did was there really a lot of like heavy shit in the nineties? I don't remember there being necessarily. Um. Well, yeah, but we had wars. Like, um, yeah. well, Iraq, Iraq war, what ninety one to ninety four or something Iraq, like that. Yeah. Yep. yeah, but that was a quick in and out. I mean, eighteen year war in Afghanistan. You know, 10, like, 12 year war in Iraq. Yeah, I mean, you come at me with like 18 year war in Af- I mean, yeah, I mean, come at me with like, come at me with like, the I'm, ba- I'm just you weighing come at me with I'm, like the Babe Ruth of wars. No, we didn't. I'm have, weighing the decades, is no, what I'm doing. We, no, you come at like, me with what, like, what's give me the a comp, appropriate like, time. Well, so Vietnam was such a good story to craft the movie around because there was so much real conflict, legitimate conflict on both sides. Sure. Like that was a war now history has said we should never have been in, right? So the people who are at the mall doing the doing the protesting had a legitimate case for all of it. The soldiers, though, were not the villains, even though they were made the villains. So you've got that really good, clear contrast between people who went and served and thought they were doing their patriotic duty yeah. and those people who literally had a good case and were kind of seeing more clearly than everybody else through the propaganda that was being peddled in the United States and said, no, we don't need to be here. No, we don't need to be in Vietnam. So that was a good, I think that's a good conflict for for them to build that story around. But they didn't do a good job with it in the movie. So I don't know how they did it in the book, but they could do a better job. Well, I mean, the movie's not a, I mean, it's not a Vietnam movie, right? I mean, because he also, it's, yeah, but part of it takes place in Vietnam, but it also part of it takes place in the years prior and the years before. So like, it doesn't need, I mean, I don't need to legislate the Vietnam the Vietnam war in this movie. I mean, but I mean, your points well taken. I get what you're saying, but I, as for like the nineties, I think though, that I mean, Forrest Gump killed the dot coms, you know, Forrest Gump found the blue dress Forrest Gump. Like you want something relatable to what you have. I'm just saying, if you redid it, those are the fun, <laughs> those are, the, you know, yeah. or make it, make it so it's more relatable to the kids today so they can go look at it. If sure. same age we were when we watched the movie, yeah, Forrest Gump yeah. messed out the messed up the housing market in two thousand eight. Yeah. <laughs> he was the one who created yeah. the derivative yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah, right. Forrest Gump was like, See, yeah. subprimes. Oh, well, Mama said subprimes. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Cars for cash. Like, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I think. I think. No, I mean, you could. Yeah, That's Forrest Gump fantastic. like tells meets a young Obama. I think everybody should have health care. You know, and then he carries that on. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> All right. What do you say that way? Of course. Yeah. Right. That's, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. what the movie would, I mean, I think, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it would be. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what the nine eleven touch point would be for Forrest. And two, but I mean, that would be the one heavy, really heavy thing that you'd have to contend with. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing too. Like, I don't know if people will. Is the aw shucks? I don't know why that. Ha- like he's very like when he talks about presidents getting assassinated, and he just has that, and that man got shot in the head too. I don't know why. And we're supposed to look at it like, oh, Forrest, must be mm-hmm. nice to be so simple minded that you don't have, you can just sit, ask that question why. But so I don't know. I think I I, I don't know that this movie plays in 2020 like it did in '95. Like I don't think if this movie was released this year, I don't think it was. I don't think it'd be as beloved as it was when it was released in '95. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, sure. no, I I think it would be. I don't know about whether or not it'd be as beloved. I just think the audience would view it differently than we view it. 
Yeah. When we watch it. It'd be a very different movie too. Yeah. I mean, you don't see Hallmark movies at the theaters anymore. They're pretty dark. You know, a lot of movies are very dark. Yeah. Ooh, um, dark and gritty, Forrest Gump. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, preach, brother. Come on. Yeah, I mean, that'd be, a, Ryan that'd be Reynolds. a fun thing. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is Forrest Gump. Yeah, who's, okay, yeah, who's Forrest Gump in the remake? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. No. <laughs> no. Stop. Leo? No, he's no. done. He did the Gilbert Grape thing. He's already done. Yeah. Um. No, I think they'd probably pull from one of the new generations. Um, like the, the, that the Batman, the villains in the Batman, those kids. Okay. You know who I'm talking about? I'm trying to, I'm going to have to look it up. Paul but Dano. Paul Dano. And who is the, the, the like little, little quip of the Joker. He was actually in. Oh, I don't know who that guy is. He was in internals. Wasn't he? I, I don't know. Bro, anyway. Um, yeah. There's this new crop. Jody of, could have been in internals. And I know, I wouldn't really yeah. Like, no. Is that a the, Marvel movie? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, it barely. Okay. It's real bad. Yeah, it's not good. Okay. Anyway, I I think it would be be this new crop of actors that they would pick because yeah. they they like now they like unknowns for sure. for characters. Right. Yeah. Oh, you could go through the Game of Thrones cast. There yeah, you, go. you could definitely do that for sure. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, anything else about Forrest Gump before we? Favorite lines. This is a quotable movie. I love, I don't know if it's a lines, but I do love, I love the drill sergeant. Oh, yeah. Who, like, he's, you expect him to be like. You uh, must be a goddamn genius. Right. Like, you expect him to be, you expect <laughs> yeah. him to be a full metal jacket, Lee, Lee Army kind yeah. of thing. And he's just like, you're going to be a general someday. Yeah. Like, why did you do that so fast, Forrest? You told me to, drill sergeant. <laughs> I, I love that whole thing. Yeah. I do. But again, again. He's going to be a general someday. Why? Because he's an idiot. That's that's a statement. That is a statement that this movie is making. He this guy could go. He will be a five star general one day because he's an idiot that just does what he's told. Yeah, that's what this movie movie says for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. Yeah, I like the uh, we invested in a fruit company. And yeah, it was Apple. Said we didn't have to worry about money anymore. And I said, well, okay. That's one less thing. That's one less thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, those are, and those are, the, I think those are the things that you remember about the movie. So when, like, in your, when you sit there and you're like, yeah, I could watch this with the kids. It's about the guy invested yeah. in it. Then you're like, yeah. oh, wait, no, there's also some pretty rough things. Yeah. Can, yeah. Oh, the hurricane, you know, it brings all the shrimp for him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Dorothy Harris, the actress that plays Dorothy Harris. Uh huh. Uh, her name's Seal on whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. The bus driver. The bus driver. Yeah. Right? So what's the other movie? I want to see if you guys know the other movie that, or if it pops into your head, because I saw her and I immediately immediately thought of this other movie, and I thought, I wonder if that's the only two places she's. Oh, she's she is from something. What, uh, what I have else? No clue. What else? Was Men in Black. What is she in? Who is she in? So you, the first one where the guy, uh, what's his name, puts on a Vincent D'Onofrio puts on the the. the bu- oh, is that the wife? It's the, the wife. wife. Oh. I saw her and I was like, oh crap, she's the wife from Men in Black. And I thought, I wonder if those are the only two films she's ever been in. And I immediately recognize her because she's got that that look that's just immediately recognizable. Yeah. yeah. What about your favorite lines, favorite scenes? 
Um, I mean, there's all the typical quips. Um, what again? Doing the book and the movie. Oh the life gosh. is like a box of chocolates. We get it. You read the book. I, I didn't read the book. No one. No one's. I do no, not listen, read. Hey, nothing's hey, better than is, hey. I read the book. Guy is the like, Russell Stover's packaging anachronistic because they didn't change the candy packaging through the timeline. Did you notice that? No. What? Yeah. If he goes, he goes and gives her that box of chocolates in the college dorm. Uh-huh. It's the same box of chocolates he gives her when he. When she's got AIDS in the apartment complex. You think he's just being cheap? He's just taking the same box back to her? Or are they <laughs> like having right. three, three chocolates out of it over time and just be like, hey, here's the rest of that box. You remember this thing? Yeah. That would be funny. That's funny. Um, so I did I, I did some uh, theory digging on this movie. Okay. Come on now. You got to give us, give us some of the nitty gritty. So the biggest theory about this movie is that Forrest is dead. That when Forrest breaks out of his magic leg braces he's breaking free of the bonds of earth so they actually killed him when they hit him with the and they, rock when they hit him with the rock he died and he's imagining what his life could have been had he lived whoa that's phenomenal wow. that's the prevailing reddit theory I think That's it's a new bit I'm going to start doing on the show. Like, <laughs> the Reddit theories. Yeah, Reddit the theories. Yeah, Reddit yeah. theories on the movie. Um, all right. Where, where would you have put uh, George Clinton in this? Uh, oh, where is the, George? In the disco, man. Yeah. No, George. Yeah. yeah when uh, when she's doing like when it's like the, you know, when she's at the disco. Right before Freebird. Right before Freebird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right before Freebird. And maybe it's not Freebird. You know, maybe it's something like. Uh, get up off of that thing or yeah you know, like, no nah, it's got to be free bird but again you know it's got to be free bird because it so is this movie cliche with those kind of choices or did this movie make those choices cliche uh this this movie is cliche i mean you go into any bar in uh the 90s and you can pull this playlist right off of the variety band that's that's up on stage right yeah there. but did the soundtrack's pretty killer though Soundtrack's great. I mean, as far as like that history, like, oh, I like this song. I like this song. I like this song. Like they just went through and, and looked at Billboard's top 50 and was like, oh, this is this was a number one hit or yep. this was a number two hit from this year. Let's do it. But there was, yeah, Let's find a no, place 100%. To put it. Yeah, the, 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 the two discs at the blue one and the red one. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's a, it was a monster. But I guess what I'm saying, what I'm asking is, is like there are, like in movies, there are these tropes where you're like, oh, Going to Vietnam, got to play all on the watchtower while some helicopters come over the swamp, right? Yeah. Like, was that movie cliche before this movie, or did this movie make that cliche? Like, you're in the 70s, got to play free. Oh, you're in the 70s and things aren't going well. Got to play that. Got to play. Got to play the solo, the guitar solo from Freebird, you know? Right. Like, um, no, I don't think that. I don't think this movie made the cliche. This movie just just embraces the cliches. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it knew what the it cliche knows was. it hits. I mean, the yeah. movie is kind of you know what? It, yeah, you're right. This movie, you know what the vibe this movie is? It is a greatest hits album vibe, right? Yeah, okay. like yeah, that's a so great like, way to say it. When your art, like when your favorite it. artist puts out their greatest hits, right? You know the you know that feeling you you get it. You would you get it anyway because it's your it's your band right. and you support your you got those bands right that they put something out you're getting it 
it might be hot garbage, but you're still get, so you get the greatest hits, and it's like all the songs you already have on different things, but now it's all in one. It's all in one place. That's what this movie feels like. It's all the little, the 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 emotional feels mm-hmm. that you're familiar with in other movies, other cliches, it's other a things. Boomer greatest hits is what it you're is saying. a boomer greatest hits. Boomer greatest hits. Boom, nailed it. Nailed and you it. have to be an idiot to look at it fondly. Yeah. That's what this movie is saying. Robin Wright, how'd she do? I, she's, did she, a, she's, she's the, she's did she win the an absolute award? best. Did she win an award for this? She should have won an award for this. No, I'm a big Robin Wright. No, she did a very good job. She's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Was this the second? Criminally this, underused. Yes. Criminally underused. Yes. Robin Wright. She's, I'm going to say it. She's, just, she, she's on George Clinton level. She would make every movie better. Can we say that about most of the cast of... Except uh, for Wonder Woman. She did, she did not do any favors to Wonder Woman. Freedom Cats podcast is brought to you by Hoplore Brewing with two locations in the historic Leesburg Mill and the new location on Market Street. We brew with innovation. Oh, she was all right. Yeah, it wasn't a great. She, came, she came out. She did her thing. She was badass. She was built. She she like she. Oh, hit she the looked gym, great. Yeah, rode on a horse, killed some computer aliens. She did her thing. Yeah. First Wonder Woman's good. Second yeah. one's awful. Second one was. Speaking of historical jaunts that don't play well, like 1984. Ugh. They they tried something with that. They movie. tried. They hard. tried something with that movie. That movie, man. I tell you what, like That's participation trophy. I think that was like 2020. Right I put out my like top 10 movies of 2020 and that movie was supposed to come out in 2020 but you know what? i haven't even seen wonder woman 2 yet but the first one was so good i'm putting it on <laughs> i was wrong so much for that i was wrong that's tough um yes robin wright's fantastic in this uh yeah. bubba and we didn't really talk about uh forest and bubba i think bubba is the true love of his life i think good like he that friendship that's depicted in this movie is absolutely beautiful yeah um, yeah. And just the way he, I gotta get Bubba. Yeah, he just keeps going back. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then the way he takes care of his family after. Oh, the scene where she's mm-hmm. like the set where they set she it up. Faints. Where, well, but when they uh, when she sets it up, that like she bring she she cooks shrimp and a grand oh, mom yeah. cooks shrimp and then they switch and a grand, yeah. and then suddenly that white yeah. lady's bringing her shrimp. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a good. There scene. was a little uh, as he was going into the the shrimping business. There was that little um, montage of "Are you stupid?" and yep. Mama was in that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love their, love that. Anything else, boys? Ready to vote? I'm ready. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Stefan, what's your vote? I'm, I'm, I got to vote. Yes, I mean it's just it's an entertaining movie. Like we trashed it the whole time, and then. Uh, and then at the end, I'm going to vote yes. It's just it's one of those movies that you can sit down and watch, and it's it's a hallmark movie um, for me now. It's a background movie. Like oh, it, you know, there's so many spots you can just pick up and like you know right where you're at. Jody, yes to the film and the soundtrack. Okay. Um, I'm a no. I'm a no. And it's not it's not for any other reason <laughs> than Shogun. No, 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 no. This is not Sam, me enacting my Shogun righteous Sam vengeance. 
Uh, by the way, oh, no, no. trust me, I understand that there is righteous vengeance here. How many of our picks have you voted no on since Shogun Assassin? Both of them. Hey, I can't. They're garbage picks. What do you want me to say? <laughs> if he had carrots, he'd be throwing them through our strollers no, listen, right now. Yes, he would. No, look, the, uh, the, 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 the overwhelmingly positive reaction to that episode was all the justification I needed that you two are just full of shit on that boat. I'm fine with it. Here's why I'm a no. For me to vote, this is a movie that I, I sh have held in such high regard for so long in my mind, like watching it, I was disappointed with it. It wasn't as good as I remembered. And I think that will be the continuing case. It won't be as good as I remembered. I, the, and I mean, I know all the scenes. I know the beats. But it just, it's not as good as I remembered. Um, I think that it's kind of muggy in, um, in what it's trying to say. I think you can see this movie as a complete boomer jerk-off session. I think you can see this movie as a situation where you're saying, as an indictment of the boomer generation and everything they're about. Like, you got to be an idiot to, to, to think that America is great. Um, I think that there's a, I mean. you saying this is the okay boomer, like, yeah, anthem he's, he movie? He sounds pretty cynical, doesn't he? he sounds it sounds like, like the okay yeah. boomer, yeah. you know, uh, soundtrack, basically. Thousand percent. No, this is like the, this is yeah. the, putting a, this is our this is our movie. Like this is the movie that just completely in the same way that like saving private Ryan is the love letter to the greatest to like to the sure. greatest generation. Sure, sure. This is the boomer love letter movie. And it's too it doesn't know what it wants to be. It the movie itself doesn't know what it wants to be. I see I I disagree. I think it's supposed to be the greatest hits cliche super over saccharine version of everything. That's what it's. But if it is, if it is just that, and I'm reading too much into it on the other stuff, then it's a definite no. It's a definite no. If it's so really cynical. meant to just be, if it's if just it's meant to be such a such just a, enjoy the candy, man. Get it all over your teeth. Yeah, I just this one's not for me, boys. <laughs> but however, we respect we respect the vote on this podcast. Wait, Brian. Uh, you want to know if I'm. If I'm for it, making it on the shelf. Yeah, is it canon? Uh, yeah, and and it's not one of my favorite movies, but I think like uh, Stefan was saying, you can watch it almost at any place in the movie, know where it's at, and just be like, oh hey, Forrest Gump, here we go. Like it, it would stop me channel surfing if I was at a hotel scrolling through channels. Yeah, are, are we gonna? Ask if you have watched the rest of uh, Shogun Assassin. Yeah, did you finish Shogun Assassin? No, no, we shouldn't ask that yet. We shouldn't <laughs> ask that yet? Okay. <laughs> this is going to be a recurring theme. Yeah, a recurring theme now. That's fine. It's we'll fine. just like revisit. Said, no, Brian, tell, tell me if I'm wrong. The numbers show that, I, I mean. Dude, the most attention episode, Shogun Assassin. Yeah. If nothing else. I mean, yeah. Whoever owns the rights to that, that surge in. Rewatches that they just gotten. They need to cut a check to Chris Plack. Yeah, they, we Criterion from, we Channel would be sending him a check, but he's been handing out his password and username <laughs> the whole time. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Hypothetically, a friend once said, "I got a <laughs> Criterion subscription just because of Shogun Assassin." Oh, I mean, I sent you my password, Don. High quality. I was trying to save you. Uh, I was trying to save is you. Is that a crime? It's not a crime, is it? I mean, the company doesn't want you to do it, but it's not like. <laughs> I don't think it's a crime. 
I don't think you're uh, like my gym doesn't want me to give my key fob to my wife to use. <laughs> I don't think you're Wayne. I don't do that. You're not pirating uh, satellite boxes. Yeah, so. I mean, I'm paying for it. Yeah, it's not. You guys are looking at me like I'm like <laughs> I'm not talking about laundering money here, fellas. I'm just saying, like, is that illegal to share? You guys, every time I say the word share passwords, you but you guys freeze up <laughs> like I'm talking about like selling H. Like, like guys, calm down. It's a like, but am I wrong in my thinking? Am I just committing felonies left and right with like <laughs> no, no? I don't. I don't really care. In fact, if you had, if I wanted to watch something, I'd be like, hey, Chris. Uh, do you got that? Uh, I got the, I, yeah. I've completely social, I mean, I've socially engineered my life the, to such a place where I have all the streamers. I do I ask don't pay in for code. all the streamers, but I've got them. I would I, ask in code, though. Why, like, though? Why so, are you scared? So, uh, well, I need, the, hold on. Because the Big Brother's to, watching, man. Big what's he watching? Is that, is it, is it, am I breaking, I mean, is it just like a social contract or that I'm breaking by sharing my password or am I committing a, a crime? I don't know. Did you ever read the terms of use? No. No, I don't either. I have no idea if it's legal or not. It just seems kind of gray. You know what? That's all I'm saying. I really wish that Travis McConnell was here around, here right now to answer this question because Travis McConnell, the official sponsor of the Freedom Cats podcast, would be able to answer this question of whether or not sharing my passwords are illegal. Are you, are you just now uh, signing up for uh, phone a friend? Uh, I want to. I want to call I a might. friend. Can I call a friend? No, you know, and this will be. Who are we this calling be, today, Chris? Uh, and actually, uh, this will be a good question to give Travis on his upcoming show that he's going to be doing on the Freedom Cats Podcast Network. No kidding. Yeah. Do we know what the name is? Not yet. Uh, no, I don't think he does. I don't think he's got that far. But you know, he's. So what is it a calling? I think he's going to be answering questions, but not like answering like law questions, like. Hey, I have an annuity that It'd I want like to roll over. a car talk kind of a thing? No, it's going to be, it's also going to be like, hey, uh, my partner just admitted to me that when he was driving to college one summer, he accidentally hit a guy and killed him. Do I have to turn him in? Like those kind of questions. I'm going to listen. Right? Like the, these yeah. are the questions that people have. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, I, like I asked Travis the other day about that 50 mile there's like a 50 mile zone in Yellowstone yeah. where you can kill somebody. What? Mm -hmm. I've never heard of this. Okay, so Yellowstone, here, here's a little preview of the show. Uh, Yellowstone um, is in Wyoming, okay? Okay. But a part of it spills over into Idaho. Okay. Now, legally speaking, Yellowstone is under Wyoming's jurisdiction. And so. If you kill someone in the fifty-mile track that spills over into Idaho, they cannot con they cannot put a jury together to convict you because you because the jury has to be made of people from Wyoming and you committed the crime in Idaho, but you're under the you're under the jurisdiction of Wyoming. That's crazy. Yeah, so Was, but isn't Yellowstone like a federal? It's a national park, but it's operated by the state of Wyoming. Okay, so it's not federal ground. It's actually still owned by Wyoming. Well, listen, I'm not the lawyer. I, I just don't know. Don't, like, we should probably... Uh, this is going to be should listen to the, You should listen to that episode, yeah. then, if you want these questions answered. We're going to call. We're going to call and ask this question. So, Travis McConnell, sponsor yeah. of this show, upcoming show. Up Before you show. take anybody to this little strip of land and murder them, listen to the show. Yes, right. absolutely. Because there might yeah. be a loophole yeah. in there. And, and before like, anyone it. invites you to Yellowstone, make sure you listen to the show. Because you might 
might learn something. So uh, Forrest Gump is in the canon. Congratulations. Much to Chris's chagrin. Um, not chagrin. I just don't think it's, you know, I mean, I, I just believe that films that make the canon should be, you know, held to a quality standard. You guys don't. And that's, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a place, you know, there's a place for some people like Popeye's, other people like Chick-fil-A. I get it. It's fine. And this is a Popeye's movie. <laughs> So you're saying this is like knockoff movie? No, I'm just saying like if this movie was a chicken sandwich, it would taste like grease and regret. <laughs> I felt that feeling before. All it's right. about five minutes after you eat it. They're like, oh, oh yeah. Uh. Yeah. You know who has the best chicken sandwich in town? Well, okay, I have a question. Or like, Is this fast food? <laughs> No, or, just hands down best chicken well, sandwich. No, but you can't just, it can't be hands down best chicken. The, there are two separate categories. There's like sit down restaurant chicken sandwich. And then there's like, um, it's served to me in a bag. Which one is this is one or the other? Uh, I, I, then you've already ruined the question because I'm going to take so this, out of the fast food realm and put it into the sit down. Okay. Who, so who's the, who's got the best chicken sandwich in town? Spikes. Spikes has the best chicken. Have sandwich you guys tried town. their chicken sandwich? No. Oh, oh, with the Cajun mayo. Yeah. Cajun aioli. Aioli. Yeah, yes. you got to say aioli. The best rebrand of the ever. last hundred years. Of a condiment. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Ever. It's like taking the Lunchables and making it charcuterie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. It's a meat tray. No, it's a charcuterie board. It's a Ooh. deli tray. Is there aioli on that? Yeah, no. A de- yeah. Yeah. yeah, a deli tray is just, a charcuterie board is just a deli tray that someone believed in. I like that. <laughs> That's fantastic. So speaking of the whole Popeye's Chick-fil-A thing, uh, just watched a movie yesterday, not Forrest Gump with my son. Uh, the new res- Rescue Rangers movie. It slaps so hard. <laughs> it's so good. The but new- the the cynical Peter Pan that's like re-engineering these this characters movie. for B-movies. Yeah. <laughs> B-movie knockoffs. Like it's so Fish Lady good. from the Sea. It's yep. like knockoff B movie Little Mermaid. What the hell? And they like okay, so so okay, so they just put out this movie, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Okay, but I saw your post on that. Okay, okay. so we're talking about cartoons. Kind of. Do you remember? You remember Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Okay, so the, this is the spiritual sequel mm-hmm. to Who Framed Roger mm-hmm. Rabbit. Cartoons are a part of our lives. Like Chip and Dale are actors who booked a show called Rescue Rangers mm-hmm. and um, they interact in the real world. It's hilarious. It is so good. Again, now talk about movie with a short shelf life. That movie's going to be like popular yeah. for, I mean, those references are going to like fall off pretty quick because like, it's fun. We did a double feature at my house yesterday. We watched Chippendale's Rescue Rangers and then we fired up who framed Roger Rabbit. And mm-hmm. that was really interesting because my son, Sullivan, um, who's seven, he had a lot of reference points that he understood in Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Little to none in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't know any of the Warner Brothers cartoons because they really, it's not viable. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's, those things are, I don't, I don't they're not pushing out new. Bugs yeah, it's like Hanna-Barbera and. Right, yeah, those, those characters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Betty Boop. My kid has no idea who right, Betty right. Boop is. Right, um, but yeah, Chip and Dale's rest. Like the, the whole like so. 
like uh, Dale has a CGI corrective surgery. Yeah, yeah. So like Dale in the movie is like a CGI character, but Chip didn't get the car- surgery. <laughs> so he's still a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. So he's still a 2D cartoon. He got upstaged by Baloo. <laughs> <laughs> because he had the resurgence from the remake Jungle Book. Uh, yeah. It's doing a Comic-Con with the. <laughs> Yeah, and Tigra, right uh, there as well. Well, what's really funny though is like, so a funny thing about that is like, okay, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is in it, but he's (laughs) the ugly Sonic, ugly Sonic. Because I don't know if you remember when they did the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, they released like an image of Sonic, and everyone like lost their minds about what he looked like. So this movie, they call him Ugly Sonic, and they've changed a little bit about him. And so, because, like, Disney does not own the rights to Sonic the Hedgehog. They do not at all own the rights. But because he's Ugly Sonic, and if you listen, they only refer to him as Ugly Sonic. Uh-huh. It fits under parody. And so they're using him. They can use Ugly Sonic that's, in the yeah, movie. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's, there's a, they are, dan- they are towing a line in this movie, man. <laughs> ugly Sonic, uglier crime. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ugly Sonic didn't get to make the actual movie. And now he's going out with cops. Uh, <laughs> and his show is Ugly Sonic, Uglier, Uglier Crimes. <laughs> so anyway, the whole Chick-fil-A Popeye's yes. thing is like the uh, the Popeye sandwich went through the uh, B-movie recreator. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So that's where that whole There thing we go. From. You Close the loop. Close yep. the loop. That's what we were doing that for you. That movie does sound pretty phenomenal. I might watch that just because of the description. It was super ESPN. good. It this, was, it was, it, I really enjoyed it. It's, yeah. it's by Lonely Island. Uh, so like Adam Sandberg and those dudes, the guys yeah. who did like oh, okay. from so, Saturday yeah. Night Live, the right. guy, you yeah. know, yeah. They, they produced it. I mean, it's, it was really it's good. Really good. <laughs> it was really good. Um, all right. Well, now it's my pick. You know what you're going to do? I know what I'm going to do. You gonna tell us? You know, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. I'm doing the movie that should have won Best Picture in 1995 instead of this saccharine, sweet Hallmark movie of a card. I'm doing Pulp Fiction. Oh, oh nice! I was All not right. expecting that. I thought you were gonna go the other way. Pulp Fiction, right on. I'm doing Pulp Fiction. This is his. Uh, this is his. What? What do you call that? Second chance. Redemption arc? Redemption, yeah. No, yes, no, yes. no, it's not. Because it's total, I was total right. Redemption. He's Anakin right. Skywalker hey, you know in what? Return of the Jedi <laughs> right now. Hey, real yeah. quick. You know what? I'm going to open up the floor They're real quick. They're pulling the mask off. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. going for, no. he's going he, with a for sure yes. He just saved right. Luke no. from the no. Emperor. Uh-uh. He's got the high By grip. the way, I meant to do this earlier, but we'll do it right now. Now that you've heard the overwhelming response from our listeners about the Shogun Assassin episode, would you like an opportunity to reopen the vote? No, no, no. I'm, I'm sticking with okay. that. Okay, you know what? You're going to regret it one day, boys. <laughs> you will regret it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us. So on behalf of these two, I'm Chris Black. He's Stephen King. He's Jody Claypool. Brian, the producer, the best man in the chair there is. We are the Freedom Cats. Meow. <laughs>